You're listening to the Lux Lounge Podcast, the official podcast of Urban Lux Real Estate. And now, here are your hosts, Joe and Dave. It's time for the Lux Lounge Podcast. We got John Gonzalez with us. John's back. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. Yeah, we haven't done a bunch of podcasts lately. People have been busy. Or they've been depressed because there's no houses to sell. That's probably it. I think I was. I think I left town for a couple of times just so I didn't, uh, you know, had something to do. Uh, I mean, as real estate here in Arizona, January is actually a slow month. December, January, pretty slow. We're just kind of ramping up by February. By now, we're we're just nuts. Well, we have a yeah, I have a lot of clients who want to buy. It's just finding the house. That's the that's the trick. So I saw something. I'll give credit to Sean Wolin. Uh, I talked about it in the last podcast we did, uh, but uh, it was talking about are we in a bubble? And I kind of want to go over that with you. You've been in real estate a long time now. Uh, and what I saw was that we just have 10 years of, of no building. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I talked to a good friend of mine who, um, a guy named Bob, and a good drinking buddy of mine, older gentleman, and he does a lot of the, works for the home builders. And I called him yesterday because I keep wanting to, uh, I have a buyer for his house, so I keep telling him that. And uh, he tell, I asked him, so give me some good news. And he said, I don't have anything for you. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, that's good to know. He did say that housing starts are creeping up. It's just the price point um, is higher and higher. Um, I did ask him about, uh, I said, well, what about Texas, a couple of other states? And he says, well, I only have Austin. And you guys, we're in the same boat as Austin is, which is a little scary. Yeah, I've seen it kind of everywhere. Um, yeah. Heck, little towns. I was, I was up way up north this uh this weekend at a ranch and uh, towns like that you never heard of, but Williams and, and whatnot and Yarnell. And I, and I was in Wickenburg, come out of Wickenburg. There's a whole new community. Three builders. Oh, wow. Did uh, that's outside of Wickenburg on the far side on the way to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my, I just couldn't believe it. And I, and there's a thousand homes out there that just popped up in an area that I thought was just desert. Up, uh, that's all along that river, along the road, right? On the road, um, yeah. outside town. It's so kind of you, a cool area, though. It's very cool, especially real cowboyish yeah. and, and kind of yeah. neat. And, and they have a golf course there that uh, survived through the recession and mm. came back, and now it's thriving again. So you're living near a golf course. Uh, there's some numbers that I have here, and uh, it's um, new homes built in the United States by decade. So I'll go back only a couple. Let's see here. In the 80s, we built... In the United States, 25 million houses. In the 90s, uh, we built 27 million houses. 2000, 2010, we built 30 million houses. Between 2010, 2020, we built 5.8 million. Ooh, well, there's your problem. Yeah, we have, I mean, literally a sixth of the houses we built during the yeah. boom years. Wow. Uh, I mean, it is scary that they're starting to do 3% down jumbo loans. So the, the banks are getting more creative, but they, they're doing it because they believe in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not a money grab. I mean, we're seeing the big banks do it. Uh, you know, During the recession, or during the boom, I should say, we had just banks come out of the woodwork that no-name banks, uh, even Countrywide at the time was a no-name bank that just became huge on, on subprime stuff. Uh, and then, of course, they got bought by B of A during the recession. But we're not seeing super creative loans out there. I mean, it's still hard to get those big money loans for a buyer, I don't want to discourage anybody. It's it's still easy to get a loan. They're just not going to give you a stupid number. Right. 
You know, when I, cause I was seeing people who could fog a mirror that worked at a car wash, you know, put an ultra shine on tires and they're giving them a million dollar prequal. Um, so we're not seeing that. We're seeing the prequalifications really in line with what people can afford. Live in the payment, not in the price. Makes sense. Uh, but it's just not enough houses. You know, I do find it surprising that the banks aren't coming up with a, a tool to allow somebody to move from one house to the other. They're, they're you know, they got bridge know. loans. So we had bridge, we had bridge yeah. loans back in 05, and that was that was that tool that got you from one to the other. Yeah. But now you have to qualify for both homes. And that makes no... The the, bridge loan, they just assumed you were going to sell. But you know what happened? People didn't sell. They said, I'm going to sell my house. As soon as I buy the new one, I'll pay off this bridge. Well, they didn't sell because the house is worth so much money, they they turned them into rentals. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, a primary loan becomes uh, an investor loan, but they didn't qualify for an investor loan. They only qualify for a primary loan. So, dishonest... So that ruined. So you're saying that ruined it? Yeah, and then oh, the recession cool. happens, and they didn't foreclose on one house. Now they, they foreclosed on two. two. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. And one was supposed to be sold a long time ago. So uh, you know, I'm starting to see hard money. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a lot of hard money lenders out there doing that, giving people money to six month loan at twelve or fourteen yep. percent with yep. a huge yep. down. Yep. With uh, one person there a day, you know, hey, I'm getting this hard money loan. Great, what's it costing you? They want eight thousand dollars fee on top of everything else to go buy a three hundred thousand dollar house my you're getting robbed rightfully so because this isn't your money and how well how else are you gonna get the house though i mean they're thinking yeah i get it yeah i mean i (laughs) i've got one uh just appraised last this week uh sold it for sold it in in, on a a weekend multiple offers sold it for 615 it appraised at 550 and the buyer's happy to come up with the difference just i don't know where the money's coming from but uh you know, we're not down on real estate. We love real estate. I love everything about it. Um, we're still putting investors in properties. We're seeing specs come out of the ground in PV that are just ridiculous. Some guys are doing five, six, ten houses at a time, and they're specking them out over $10 million. Spec all mean just they're building it on, on speculation that they're going to find a buyer for it once done. How great is that? Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. Well, and the other thing is exciting. To, in, I th- we've been talking about... Yeah, there are so many realtors in, in Arizona, and, and I think this is definitely going to weed a lot of those out because you're going to have to find somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, I mean, I had a, you know, I was super excited about a house that I helped my uh, my stepson buy, and I I keep having dreams about that house in the sense that how I know I'm good, <laughs> and I said to my wife, I know I'm good, but that was a, bl- I mean, that was a miracle. You know, and I schmoozed that seller's agent like crazy. I mean, that, that was a lot of work. Um, but I keep looking back at that house every time I go over and go and, and thinking that was a coup. And I think I think that's the one thing that most buyer's agents, if you if you get a house, it's like you win the lottery, man. I mean, because or a listing. Oh, yeah. You're I celebrating. Mean, oh, dude, it's it, it's, you know, few and far between right now. Very few and far <laughs> between. But, uh, you know, that just that in a way, it's sharpening my skills, which is good. Um and I, I let anybody out there know, man. If you if you're if you're with a realtor, they better be good because this market is insane right now. Yeah, so and, I, uh, and that's the key. And if you are a realtor or you like to watch real estate shows, stop watching real estate shows. Those million dollar listings, um, man, the people yelling at agents, yelling at each other, and hanging up on each other, and it's cutthroat. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but it's the finesse. It's the reputation you build. 
the camaraderie you build with mm-hmm. other agents. So when you pick up that phone and go, hey, Mary, I see you got a listing. It's John Gonzalez. You know me. And she goes, great, John. I'd love to do a deal with you. What do we got to do? Yeah, and, I, and and that's what I've been doing a week. I have a listing right now at one point, one point almost 1.2, a little VBR, VBRO. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I love to lead with sugar, as I call it. <laughs> Because, you know, especially right now, you know, I'm getting calls from these agents that, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, they've lost five houses. They got a client that wants to buy, and, and I know their client's probably frustrated with them. But, you know, I just, you know, the, the more that we can, you know, as agents kind of deal with each other and do the right thing by each other, I think it's better off, especially in this market, because it's just, like you said, cutthroat. You know, we've all heard stories. I had something that happened the other day, don't need to go into it, but, it, you know. You know the cutthroat thing. They'll go behind you. You know oh, they'll yeah. they'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, which is which is crazy. So yeah, I had one person uh, at one point just say they were me. Oh, that's yeah. A- they said they were. They literally said they were me to a client. <laughs> yeah, and they oh yeah, we know you're a kid from soccer. I'm like they're like we don't recognize you. I'm like oh I'm the other dad. Like I'm like no that's that's not me. Wow. Um, but uh, doing what they you know again it breeds some real. St- fear out there in the market mm-hmm. um, you know we've been doing business good for a long time we're good at what we do we've got our savings uh you know we're moving forward i love when the market gets tougher because i do better uh and uh but again if you're out there you doing real estate really vet your realtor mm-hmm. don't, don't because just because they're your niece or nephew or guy you play golf with uh means they're good at what they do it, it, it has usually the complete opposite uh, yeah, yeah i think and i think the one thing you know obviously you know we've we've done a lot of Buffini training and one of the things that he says that is very true. And, uh, you know, as somebody like myself, who's been in business for a long time, you know, that negotiating thing, that, that being able to read, I'm, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a realtor because I, I know how to read people and I know can get them to say stuff, you know, maybe the agent or whatever to maybe, you know, tell me stuff. Maybe they wouldn't normally say yeah. that's just part of the deal. Or, you know, I was talking about this with, with, uh, another pro, uh, with Pablo and another podcast, um, it's talking to your client. Too. Mm-hmm. Clients say, you know, they're usually thinking one way, yep, and they don't understand what they really need because uh, they assume they know what they need. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I was having with a client the other day, and, and we're showing a house, and she loved the house, and she's like, "Wow, it's this is west facing, right?" Yeah, she's, you know, me and uh, my daughter, we we play soccer every night. She's a big soccer player. We play soccer in the backyard every night. It's, th- it's our thing. Like dad played catch with the kid with the boys. I play soccer with my daughter. Every night I unwind and I go, do you really think you're going to do that in the West facing backyard? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, but I love the house. I'm like, I'm not telling you. Smart. But just because you're not going to enjoy it. Right. You're going to call me right away. And one of the things you really enjoy doing with your family, because there's no front yard in this house. It's all gravel and has to be all gravel because of the neighborhood that's in. They're not allowed to have grass in the front. Um, I'm like, not the right house for you. And it, it's fun to be able to say, don't need the check. Don't need the sale right now. Let's go find that right house. But she didn't even understand until she said it out loud that that was a big factor for them. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you got to figure out what, a lot of times you're right, your buyer or your seller don't even understand what they... Her last three houses back yep. north. Yep. And uh, I sold them all to them, you know? So it's kind of funny going, oh, I didn't, you know, I right. never knew why we were doing this. Everybody likes the north-facing backyard in Arizona. It's always got shade. But sometimes you don't know why. Well... <sighs> And, and even in the tight market, I mean, that the right house will come up. It's just the time. I mean, time is always the problem, right? You always, you know, so you got to just figure out a way to keep your yeah, client. Yeah, if, if you can sit it out and right, wait for that right, right house. Yeah. I always say, you know, buy what you love. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, I downsized a few years back, at big house, smaller house, and I had to keep stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> and I really got that theory of buy what you love. And sometimes I didn't have the thing I loved. I had 10 things I liked right. that all kind of fit around that purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to get rid of these 10 things. I'm going to go buy that one thing that I really love and replace it. Less space and I'll enjoy it more often. You know, I always laugh going through uh, these small towns I'm talking about. They always have like 20 cars that are just dilapidated on the side of the house. Do they not want to get rid of their cars? <laughs> Sell them to the scrapyard? Just like yeah, those hoarders are everywhere. I guess I you got a little more space in those. I in guess those when small you got towns. space, yep. you know. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, but again, it, it's identifying that need of that client, and then again, presenting that. Sometimes it's important to tell the seller's agent, "My client needs this house because yep. little Johnny needs to be able to be a latch kid." key kid because both parents work and this was walking distance to the school and and that's why this house isn't so important to us yeah and i think that was one of the reasons why for my uh you know my stepson how we got the house is that that little conversation um with the agent and kind of letting him know hey she had been through a lot of that with you know similar there was a lot of similar uh experiences there so that kind of helped to get to the seller to you know, let them know, hey, we're going to pay whatever you need to pay, but you know, kind of lean to us and we'll, we'll make it happen. So. I tell every seller, I go, you're probably going to sell to someone just like you. Yep. Because you love the house and you're going to find somebody just like you who's going to love the house more similar than you, I mean, than you think. Well, you know, the other funny thing too is that, um, you know, I keep hearing some of my sellers, even people that aren't ready to sell, but they, they keep saying that, you know, if I ever sell, I don't want to sell to an investor. That they, they keep saying that. So I'm, um, so what's nice about that is, a, is a, as a buyer's agent, I try to play on that a little bit and then see if I, hey, listen, we're going to close. We're going to close. Now, I may not have a cash offer, but is there a difference if I'm going to hit that number that they're going to hit or right there or close enough? So, so that, that, you know, that's key. You got to play on that emotion. I mean, this is still an emotional game. And I'm going to flush that out for people on the, on the listening right now. It's investors cancel at a rate of 43% yep. right now. Yep. So selling to an investor, although they're cash, and there's no appraisal to deal with, and they'll close fast, they're not going to ask for any repairs, it's almost a 50% chance they're not even going to close escrow at all. Uh, so if you find someone who loves the home, needs to be there, little Johnny needs to walk to school, that type of idea, if you get yourself in that situation, you're really going to be able to like pick your buyer. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to want to close. You know they'll pay over appraisal if they have to. They'll do whatever they have to do to close. And sure, well, you may have to do some more repairs. Yeah. But well, yeah, you, yeah, and that's the conversation I think you need to have with your buyer is that um, you have, we're not we're not in a in a, a time when we can ask for them to fix anything. That you're buying a used home. Yeah. There you know, you're not the days of you going in and you know, barring something big, I get that, you know, that you might, you might look at something like that, maybe a roof or, you yeah. know, something that's super expensive, but man, anything under five or $10,000, you're not, it, you're not, that, those days are 15 sale. My clients were so happy with that price. When I did get a uh, repair request for about $2,000, I said, Hey, we can tell them to go fly a kite. And they go, no, we're really happy. This person paid our, paid our price. We'll give them two grand. I'm like, you don't have to. That is exactly the same thing and that happened with like, me. You know yep. what? This is a nice lady. She paid our price. Yep. We understand why she's asking for two grand. She's not crazy. The air conditioner's yep. near the end of his life, and she just wants a little bit of money towards it. And uh, they, we'd happily give her the two grand. I'm like, oh, cool. We can be nice people. I love being a nice person when I can. Yep. And and she did. She forked up, you know, sixty five thousand over appraisal. 
Yep. We, uh, <laughs> that's funny you said that. Uh, we were 2,000 over appraisal. But the, 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 the older couple had a bunch of Christmas stuff in the attic, and they went, took a saw to a lot of the structural things <laughs> in the attic, which was a big deal. And uh, they didn't say anything. So when, our, when we looked at it, we're like, God, that's going to be 1000 or $2,000. And I just brought it up to the agent. And, and like you said, because of, you know, bleeding with sugar, they did the same thing. You know, we'd be happy to drop $2,000, which brought us to the appraisal price, so we didn't have to come out of pocket. So, again, I, I think that um, I keep going back to this, you know, and I'll say it again. You have to be, you have to have an agent that knows how to speak to people. Yeah. And uh, the days of the jerk agent that um, we've I've run into a lot, um, maybe those people will find another profession. Yeah, and, you know, we're getting paid, and it's funny, you have to be like, oh, you guys are killing it. We're getting paid less than we ever were. Yep, that's very <laughs> true. And, um, and, and you, know what's, you, know, you know what's nice? I th- I, we keep talking about this, and, 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 and you know, not easy times, but, you know, Joe, you've, we've talked about this, that, um, you know, there's a change coming. Um, obviously, interest rates, I, th- I just heard today that uh, they just raised rates a quarter point. Wow. And they're gonna raise them six more times this year. Wow, that's what they're saying. Whether yeah. they do it or not is, and they usually do a quarter each time. Quarter each time. So, yeah, you know, hopefully they're that might slow them. Yep, slow the market a little bit. Maybe get some of our builders to build a little more. And you know, change is get, change always happens. That's if part we go of life. Over five percent on interest rates, the world's gonna collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Or the right people. I don't know. You know, maybe something will happen, or you'd get people to start selling their house, and then that will, you know. Do something. Yeah, I'm, it, people. You know, you look at it, if you're in, an, if you're you're paying more in interest, I never want to see that. But you know, I'm always pushing people get that 15 year mortgage, not the 30 if possible. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you shop your uh, loan with the somebody who's you know honest, trustworthy, and has some options for you, not just walking into a Wells Fargo, a B of A, or Chase and saying, "What's that one loan you have?" Because you need to go someone who has 20 or plus loans to shop yep. you. Yep, they got a better interest rate, uh, and then understand that. It'll slow the market down, and you'll have more selection in homes, so you'll buy the better house. You're just going to have to pay more in interest monthly, but you got the house you love. And again, I would say buy you love what you love. I was just saying again, when you have selection, you get to buy what you love. Yep. You don't get that with low interest rates. Yep, I agree. It's a frenzy. Well, and re- you know, and rentals keep going up, so you know, the, both those will push each other. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, just very cool. Um. Again, love what we do here. You know, we're in Scottsdale and Paris Valley and uh, sell all over the Phoenix Basin. And there are houses coming out. We were talking about the West Valley, the East Valley. Mm-hmm. They're getting, you know, six major corporations are coming in now. Um, there's a ton of new jobs. So it's really going to be some job, job driven growth. Yeah, that, micro, that, that microchip company that's going in up north. That's oh, my God. Be. Nestle just said they're going to go in the West Valley. Yep. Um, you know, all those type of things that are coming in uh, are going to create more jobs. And as we see more jobs come in, they're going to need more houses. Those are really the secured asset behind the real estate market because people have to live somewhere. So, you know, especially with investors coming in, um, it's safe. It's not, you know, people wonder, is it safe to buy property in Arizona? Yeah, it's safe. It's job driven. Well, that's the, that's the reason why we can't we don't have any houses because they realize the safety of this of this market just the amount yeah. of people that are moving here. Yeah, and that's why the banks are being more creative with loans. I mean, especially especially today. I mean, as we sit here at our, our Scottsdale office in front of the Horse Fountain, and you know, you I walk outside and throw a stone, I'll hit somebody from Minnesota or you know or the, the West Coast, and they just are like, "This is 
you know, I asked them, what, you know, why are you here? It's freezing where I live yeah. or, or whatever. So, yeah, they're going to keep coming here. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the Bulls coming in town this weekend, we uh, we got a couple of people from Chicago I've been talking to, uh, just goofing with, and they're like, uh, you know, they're just so happy to be here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a war zone, or the tax are crazy, or the politics are crazy, but we're seeing, you know, Wisconsin, uh, Chicago, the entire West Coast, from Seattle, Portland, to San Francisco, to San Diego, everything. Well, not as much San Diego. People in San Diego pretty much stay in San Diego. Yeah. Although, Everybody else, though? You know what's weird, though, is... Uh, New Yorkers are coming here, which I, I, I they've had a couple of walk they used in. They go to Florida. They all go to Florida, but they're coming here. Well, part of the problem too is that I saw an article the other day that said one in four out of ten New Yorkers are saying they're going to leave just because of the craziness going on there. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I so. mean, these big cities are just crazy. And mm-hmm. if you move to Arizona, you get to carry a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have two. You have to have two. <laughs> uh, I saw a guy the other day with the, with the chest holster, you know? Oh, man, those are always Nine cool. Miller chest holster. You're just like, just walking on the street. And I'm like, only in Arizona can you get away with that. Yeah. I uh, just, you know, can't walk anywhere that sells liquor. <laughs> That's why. He's not a drinker, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it is nice to, uh, that we do have so much freedom here. And we've, um, people that, uh, we have tons of public land too. I know you were in just in Texas and you're yep. from Texas. Yep, yep, yep. There's no public land there. There's some parks and some stuff in the national forest, but Arizona, we have like 80% public land here. Like if you want to get out and about, man, you just, you just drive for 30 minutes and you can put up a tent. Yep. Yeah. Just about anywhere. It's all government owned. Yeah. yeah there's a lot, especially, right. especially Northern Arizona. You, you have a place in Flagstaff and I have a, the friends that have stuff up North and, yeah, a lot of area up there to just, you've come here, buy a house, and then buy a second house up north. That's what a lot of people yeah. are doing. So. Yeah, we have Bureau of Land Management, manages a lot of land here. and uh, But we're talking about millions of acres. And uh, just neat. A guy like me likes to be outside. Oh, man. You just you just take Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. Good hunting, good fishing. Yeah. Just <laughs> so. crazy. But people don't think about that when they think about Phoenix. Yep. They don't think we you can actually go outside here. Well, yeah. I'm hearing Cottonwood is kind of one of the new areas that, that you never oh, thought. Yeah. You never thought. Yeah, wineries. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. That you never thought. And so that place is blowing up. So I was, uh, where I was in northern Arizona this weekend, it was 24 degrees when I woke up every morning. <sighs> and down here, it's 80. You know, not in the morning, but I mean, it's getting pretty hot. <laughs> yep. Uh, just kind of fun. So people don't understand that the differences we have here, but we're starting to help people all the way up to North. Uh, you know, we got a Flagstaff license so we can help people in towns like Flagstaff. Uh, we don't mind doing the drive. If it's not us, it's not somebody else within the brook. Yeah. Up in Pine Top too, right? We have- so let people know how to get a hold of you, John. Uh, John Gonzalez, uh, 602-614-9683 is my phone number. Or John G at UrbanLuxRE.com. You can get a hold of me there as well. Or just, you know, stop by stop by an old town. Or we have our new office at Tatum and Shea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably be there probably in the next month. It's too nice to be. i got to be down here in Old Town when everybody's walking around, especially for the spring training. Yeah, <laughs> but, you're always getting invited out to lunch, and it's, 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 uh, it's a good but, spot. But Tatum and Shea is a great location, too, and it's going to be busy. So uh, we're excited about yeah, that Yeah, I was there well. this morning. Did a little cartel coffee next door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of new, a bunch of new restaurants are going in there. That's a bit of a change, so that'll be cool. Yeah, Torchies. Torchies is going in there. That's going to be. We won't have a place to park in the front once Torchies goes in, and we'll be complaining about what we had before. Food. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I, I just love good food. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening in. We will see you next month. See you next month. Thank you for listening to the Lux Lounge Podcast the official podcast of Urban Lux Real Estate, located in Old Town Scottsdale, Arizona. 
If you'd like to support the show, please give us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice, follow the show on Instagram, or subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have questions for Joe and Dave, feel free to write in to luxloungepod at gmail.com. We may talk about your question on the show. If you would like to learn more about Urban Lux Real Estate, please visit our website, urbanluxre.com, for more information. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Intro music by Doug Maxwell. Outro music by Track Tribe.